short short prayer. Let's let's start with the prayer. Father God, we want to thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time when we can get together to read your word and hear your word. Lord, we lift up everyone that have been able to participate in daily breath. As we reflect on your word, I pray, Holy Spirit, for your guidance. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will open up our hearts and you speak to us through this psalm today. I pray for continued wisdom and guidance as we meditate on your word throughout this day. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I don't know if I shared this before, but I'm. I'm not someone who has reflected on the Psalms very often in my life, unless it's part of the uh, yearly scripture reading plan, or if it comes out as a daily scripture verse. The Book of Psalms is not where I go to uh, for devotionals. But lately, and maybe it's God's divine plan, it does seem like I am reading a lot more of Psalms with more intention lately. And it has been challenging to identify with a Psalm that really uh, speaks to me. Uh, But last week, one particular Psalm, Psalm 19, stood out to me. And I thought it was uh, very timely when Pastor Paul's daily breath devotionals uh, number 94 and 95 um, on Second Timothy uh, was heard last week. So let's get into the text. Today's text is Psalm 19. And in the NIV translation, uh, it reads as follows. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day. They pour forth speech night after night. They reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet your voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, ending in enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, more precious, more pure than gold, and much more and much purer than gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can discern? their own errors, forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May the word, may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 19, 
has three distinct parts. In the first part, verses one through six, David reflects on the creator, God, and what he created, the heavens and the earth, through his word. I think this framing, David's perspective was important when he wrote this psalm. It is just as important for us now when we read this psalm, when we think about God, the creator, the weight, the vastness, and the complexity of how the universe was created is oftentimes too much, even for our own imagination. We have to take pause. We have to reflect. We have to acknowledge our faith in God. Verse three declares they have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Nothing needs to be said because the day with the sun and the night with the stars already show evidence of God's incredible and immense handiwork. They all show God's existence, his power, and his goodness. And it can't be hidden. It is seen by everyone and everywhere on earth. Yet because we have grown so accustomed to seeing the sunrise and the sunset and seeing the stars and the moon at night, I think we often just take for granted what God has created. Our family experienced distinctly the awe and depth of God's creation one summer many years ago when our kids were young. Have you ever lived away from the city and away from all the lights that are generated from the city street lights and building? This is a term, uh, there's a term for this in the night vision world. It is called uh, light pollution. The extra light generated from the city prevents us from seeing everything that's up in the night, night sky. How many stars do you think there are in the universe? If you Google this question, the answer comes up as being one billion trillion. Can you even imagine this type of number? Again, many years ago, we took a summer vacation trip to the Grand Canyon. And one of the tours we took was a nighttime walk around the canyon. During the walk, our family witnessed one of the most amazing things in the night sky. It was incredible to see so many stars fill the night sky. It was utterly jaw-dropping, just too much to even try to count. And then, magnified with the help of night vision, you could literally see a thousand times more of them. This is the memory that I recalled as I began reading Psalm 19. I think it's important for us to say verse one out loud once in a while, to consider the reality and the extent of what it means and what God is communicating to us. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And then starting in verse seven, something amazing happens to David as he must have gazed upon the star or saw the sun rise from the horizon. The glorious creation of heaven and earth reminds David of God's word. As stated in Psalm one, he delights in it. It is wonderful. It makes him feel alive. With the understanding that God is the creator of the universe, David reflects on what the word of God means to him personally. In verses seven through 11, David goes into a new posture where he is now reflecting on the law of the Lord 
or as we know it as the scriptures or the Bible. Even the reference to God from verses one through six is changed now to the Lord, stated in uh, starting in verse seven. I think this is done to emphasize his personal faith in God. Referencing the scripture as the law of the Lord, David declares himself as a child of God, the creator, and he delights in following the laws provided to him. As a gift from our Lord, we are reminded here of the covenantal relationship between God and David, where God is faithful to his people. In faith, David acknowledges what God the creator has done. And so also concludes whatever is given to him as the law of the Lord is to be good and a blessing. There are seven glorious statements made about the word of God in verses seven seven through 12. And so David declares uh, in scripture, the law of the Lord is perfect. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. The precepts of the Lord are right or righteous. The commands of the Lord are radiant. The fear or the reverence of the Lord is pure. The, The decrees of the Lord are firm. They are more precious than gold. They are sweeter than honey, and by them your servant is warned. With each description, David declares what the outcome or result is from that scripture. It refreshes the soul. It makes the wise simple. It makes the simple wise. It gives joy to the heart. It gives light to the eyes. It endures forever, and all of them are righteous. It helps us look beyond material gain. It is more desirable than anything of the world. In keeping them, there is great reward. Again, I think it's important to declare what the word of the Lord means to each of us. Every now and then we need to say aloud, Lord, your words are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. And they are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them, your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. David's desire to intimately understand our Lord's heart through the law helps me realize that the word of our Lord speaks to us directly and shows us much more than what we can imagine with his creation. And it is with this simple perspective and in the same manner as David declares in Psalm 19, What Apostle Paul emphasized to Timothy, that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of the Lord keeps us aligned with him so that we can do greater things for his purpose. This reward is greater than any material gain or physical pleasures. Abiding in God's plan for us is the greatest reward. This is about being part of his plan, his purpose for us as part of his creation. And ultimately today, it is understanding God's greatest truth, which is Jesus is Lord and Savior. 
and we have an everlasting relationship with him. Psalm 19 ends with David's con contemplation of God's law. He understands the warning given to him, and he un also understands the great reward in obeying them. He then changes posture again in realizing his humanity and his faults. Unlike our perfect creator, David begins to have concerns about committing unknowing sins as well as knowing sins. David's prayer for repentance is lifted up to the Lord as he realizes his human vulnerabilities. He understands he can never be perfect in his human life. But for us, we now have the new covenant with Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit who covers and reconciles our transgressions and we are seen as blameless to God. As David sought after God's heart, I think it's important again to reflect on what Apostle Paul reminded Timothy as part of his final charge to him. Verse 15 in 2 Timothy chapter 3 says, How from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. God's word is needed for conception. We need to see it all around us, and we need to think about it every day. Loving God means loving, the, loving his word. It is said by faith we respond to the word given to us. And this, I believe, is the work of the Holy Spirit that convicts us, that urges us, and that comforts us. Uh, I want to finish with, yeah, the last verse, which, again, is the um, verse that um, that uh, drew me to Psalm 19. May, may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you for Psalm 19. It is a reminder for us that what an awesome God you are and how much you love each of us, each one of us. We acknowledge your power, your presence, and your goodness. And we see your incredible creation every day and night. Father God, I pray that the glory of heaven and earth help each of us realize our faith in you more and more every day. Lord, we also thank you for bringing us your word through the scripture. I pray that we continue to meditate on your word day and night. We acknowledge your word to be more sweeter than honey and more precious than gold. We need your word in our lives like the breath of air that we breathe. We pray that our desire for your word never ceases and we rely on it to better serve you and glorify you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the salvation and redemption given to each of us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your continued guidance, counsel, and urging. Lord God, help each of us to keep your words in our mouths and meditate on them in our hearts. And may our desire to serve you be pleasing in your sight. Amen. In, in Christ's name we pray. Amen.